Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody else. Is there anything else? Yeah, there just must be something else out there. Oh, the kids. And the kids. Yes. Yes. Brothers, sisters, and those in between. We don't discriminate here. We even have uh, Randy, the more beer employee here, or more flavor employee here in the studio. That's his name, yes. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I was down there, uh, I was down there at uh, More Beer, which happens to be a logo homebrew shop. Uh, ran into uh, Johnny Plisse. Yes. He also was uh, well, a three-year host uh, on the show uh, with me there. Yeah. It was good to see him. I want to get him to uh, brew a, uh, a Can You Brew It beer. He should. Come on the show with us. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. I miss that guy. I, I really enjoyed uh, working with him so much more than I enjoy working with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew that already. That's no news to me. Well, and, uh, you know, and just going down there and being able to go down to your local overshop, a lot of fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that. And I was thinking uh, how great it would be if uh, Northern Brew was my local homebrew shop as well. Yeah, you know, it would be great. If you, wow. if you live close there, go in and check it out. You know, a bunch of nice guys there. Great guys. Big selection. Good prices. Great website, too. Um, you know, I'm working on these Can You Brew It recipes. We've got some that are coming up. Just did some interviews. You know what I'm talking about. We won't say anything here, but... Uh, hmm. Uh, I was looking for information on like uh, SRM and some malts and things like that, and you find them all there. Uh, malts that, that we need for these uh, upcoming uh, we got an upcoming Firestone uh, gasm. Yes, up. we're going to do some of the Firestone beers. Yes, a whole a whole gasm of the ones you know and love. Yeah, four in a row we're going to hit right. Yes, well three three and a half maybe. I don't know, but uh, I needed some some malts. To uh, be able to brew those beers, all those beers, right? And where are you going to find them? Northern Brewer. They're the fine sponsor of the show. Been the sponsor of the show for many years. I think maybe they just uh, you know put it like on auto pay or something, yeah, no, automatic no. Some payroll deduction right. thing, and and they just forgot about it, and that's why they're still a sponsor. That's probably what's happening. That's why the checks keep rolling in. Because if they had to like listen, think about it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, they're good guys. If you if you get a chance, go by their their website, northernbrewer.com. Check it out. Uh, they got a bunch of great products, and uh, the more you support them, uh, I'm sure the the more they appreciate it, and the the more they'll support us. So, uh, at the very least, check it out. Send them an email. Yeah, thank them for uh, sponsoring us. Yeah, when you go buy something, put a little note in there saying, uh, you know, thanks for sponsoring the the Brewer Network. Uh, it means a lot. All right, and. Uh, what else we got going today? We got a couple of beers going on. We got uh, good stuff happening. As far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Right. Are you still recovering from Boonville, Tasty? I am definitely still recovering from Boonville. Yeah, that, that's, that's a rough one. Well, I, I didn't come into the weekend at full strength. So, yeah, I was still recovering from the previous weekend. So uh, Too much. And then I got a, a third one this weekend. Well, Vinny was commenting how he's going to be seeing me all through the next three uh, three weekends in a row. What's this weekend? Uh, Lagunitas Circus. Oh, that's, that's right. On Sunday, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. See, if I if I lived down to, closer to you guys, you'd be I, doing the same I, stuff. I, my liver would blow out. Yeah, uh, it'd be the end of me. Divorce would ensue. All sorts of trouble when you live near us. That's right. <laughs> I mean, look at Tasty here. Clearly, I'm just Clearly. a shell of a person now. Yeah, he I, was 35 when he started at the yeah, VN. yeah, yeah. No. Um, like, <laughs> they used to say you don't look that old. Now they say, <laughs> oh, yeah. they say what you the hell happened for sure. to you, McDill? 
I saw you a year ago. You look great. I could just sit up straight. Then, no, <laughs> yeah, a, few, a few years at the, at the BN, then uh, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. Clearly, clearly. We're whittling you down. Well, which beer are we going to do first today? I'm uh, getting kind of thirsty here, so... Uh, <laughs> well... You know, give me Jeff, a... Justin, what's our, what's our challenge today? God, I think I even have a phone request here, but I didn't test it. Should we try it anyway? Oh, well, as long as they don't talk dirty. I don't give want to go. Stuff. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was awfully brief. <laughs> I'm not sure if I know that beer. Jamil, for a very long time, Fuller's ESB has been one of my favorite English beers. And I've tried to brew this beer based upon info I've been able to glean from others who have also attempted to brew it. And although I've made some good beers in trying, I've never really been able to pull off what would call, be called a Fuller's ESB. There's quite a bit of information on the Fuller's website about their beers, including at least part of the grist bill. The mash temperature that they use uh, is even there, surprisingly low at 149 degrees Fahrenheit. And the hops that they put in the beer, uh, and even some information about their post-fermentation process. But I think there are some key features about brewing this beer that are just not on their website. For example, some who have toured the brewery were able to confirm that the brewery uses some type of a caramel syrup in the boil. And there certainly is some caramely sweetness in this beer that I've not been able to reproduce. I know it's unlikely that you'll be able to get a lot of additional information from the brewery, being such a big brewery and so far away, that is London, I think. But I'd love to get some help on brewing this. Can you brew it? There you go. All right. Uh, you know, Fuller's ESB is uh, you know, one of the beers that actually pretty much defined the style, uh, or defines the style. Uh, and is one of the classic examples listed in the BJCP city, uh, uh, style guidelines. Well, and yeah, they're they're big brewery, and yeah, they're they're located in London. But hey, we spare no expense, or we spare you know a few cents. We, we spare none of uh, you know Neil's expense because <laughs> we, right. what we did was uh, uh, had Neil uh, Spake, our international traveler, our, yes. our correspondent for for all of Great Britain. That's right. He packed a bag and uh, went he to his bedroom and uh, called again. And he went. And, uh, he flew out there. He did. Went well, to the brewery. On the brewery. No, I, I, this is a real remote. Wow. He went yeah. out there. He's a real go getter. Fired great. up the Gulf Stream. Fired up the Gulf Stream and uh, went out there and sat down and. Uh, uh, did some investigating for us and uh, got us a, a nice uh, interview sure. and uh, a lot of other little details about about brewing there and uh, kind of explored the brewery and and, and had a good time and and contrary to uh, what you might think you know big brewery but um, the brewer there has always been very forthcoming with information as to how to brew their beers and how they how they do things and think you know their belief is you know it's all in you know you can have a recipe but if you don't know the the process of brewing well if you don't do uh you know a quality job of it uh you know you're not going to turn out a great beer so you can have the recipe but not going to do you any good unless you really know what you're doing and, and and put the attention to detail in it it's like uh you know like anything um, you know, everybody knows how to make a hamburger, but uh, you know, there's lousy ones and there's really good ones. And it's all based on uh, a lot on process. All right, and well, and that that's one thing. You know, did you did you happen to listen to the the Bruce Strong shows? Uh, you know, over the weekend. I know I was busy this weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, they were bad mouthing the Can You Brew It listeners. Really? Yeah. The, the listener they were bad mouthing the listeners, or they were bad mouthing the show. They. That, well, that, 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 that asshole, that Jamil Zanishev guy. <laughs> you were bad mouth. He was, he was bad mouth in the Canyon Brood. You know, I never liked that guy. I never. Well, join the club. He's a troublemaker. That's the problem. You're <laughs> right there. You know, he was saying, he was saying, you know, yeah. bad things about the Canyon Brood listeners. He said, he called you, he called you stupid. I was here. Stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there, huh? See? <laughs> no, yeah, huh? probably, that's probably appropriate sometimes. He, did he use, you know, idiots or something like that? Or no, he that? used, he used smart speak to say smart those speak. Oh, oh, it was implied. Really, yeah. It was implying. Yeah, a, even more credulous. Listeners uh, right. weren't Because he knew that uh, they wouldn't get it. If Being he, so stupid. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I heard anyways. You yeah. know, I, I I don't know. I don't know I, what I'm going to do. I just, I'm, I'm appalled. 
You know, what what, what well, kind of stuff goes on here at the Brewing Network? You allow that sort of thing to happen? I guess I do. Jesus. I have no control. No control. Well, I you know, I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail yeah. on one end or the other. I can dock his pay if you want. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> right. It's perfectly all right. I'm sure he had a reasonable explanation. I'm sure it's perfectly all okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. I think he's just being slightly misunderstood. No if you listen to it back again, I'm sure it's just fine. Okay. I'm sure there's nothing, nothing in there whatsoever. Listen to it backwards. It says the opposite. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll hear that interview with uh, Neil at the Fuller's Brewery back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time Brewers! Three brewers, three different eras, all caught in the same fermento chronological vortex, traveling through time, righting brewing wrongs, and bringing beery wisdom to where and whenever it may be needed. Journey now with... Dr. Jean de Clerc. Greetings, listeners. 20th century Belgian super brewing scientist. Please, please, the yeast and the enzymes do the hard work. I am merely a facilitator. Icebach. What, what? 21st century Norwegian American home brewer rapper from St. Paul. Listen, listen, I bust attenuation maxims and my yakima magnums make my lager so smooth it's like a laxative. My spit got that static power after I mash for an hour. I got naked ladies in my brew room all covered in hot flowers. I swing a propagation flask like a five liter dick. Get your nasty mid-drinking group on ass back to 1026, boo! And Brother Abelard. Up there with witch. Be gone! 12th century English monk and perpetuator of brewing superstition. My holy rod of divine bubbling shall maketh any ale to froth by the grace of heaven. And a modicum of bog myrtle hurts not either. Brought to you by Northern Brewer, your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, and equipment with $7.99 flat rate shipping. Tune in next time for more Time Brewers! Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedeshev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew for Your Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. 
Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. You're listening to The Brewing Network. This is Neil Spake for The Brewing Network, and I have the privilege of being in the Fuller's Brewery in London, and with me is head brewer John Keeling. Hello, John. Hello there. Uh, could you tell us uh, a bit about your your history with the Fuller's Brewery and your brewing experience? And Yeah, of course. I, well, I actually started in the brewing industry, having just left school at 16, in a brewery in Manchester at Wilson's Brewery. After a couple of years, three years with them, I went to Heritwatt University to study brewing and distilling. And then, after, after that, I joined Fuller's in Chiswick, London, in uh, the January 1981, and I've been with them ever since. I joined as a junior brewer then, and I became the head brewer in 1999. April the 1st, 1999. Some sort of April Phil's trigger. And you were hired by the previous head brewer, yep. Reg, Reg Drury, who had yep. been here for... 40 a, years. A long Reg, time. Reg had done 40 years. He, he hired me as a junior brewer... Uh, as he became the head brewer in in December uh, eighty, sorry January eighty one, he interviewed me in December eighty as he became head brewer, and then he he recommended me in ninety nine to become his successor as head brewer. Excellent. So what we're here to talk about today, for the purposes of brew your own, are Fuller's ESB and London Pride. Uh, the listener might ask, why are we combining these two beers together? And I think it's down to the unique style of brewing here at Fuller's. They still follow a very traditional, historic, party guile brewing process. Uh, so through the course of the interview, we'll, we'll ask John, and he'll highlight how you can reproduce these type of beers without actually doing that process. So uh, as far as the... The starting gravity of each of these beers, we're looking at, uh, and keep in mind, we're talking of, in, in Britain, they're available in cask format and in bottled format. For our purposes, we're concentrating on the bottled format. Okay. So the Fuller's ESB starting gravity is... Uh, the starting gravity of ESB is 59.8. Okay, and that of London Pride? Is 47.8. And it finishes out at roughly... Well, it's roughly... Um, the, the London Pride drops down to about 8.9. And the ESB is 10.11. Okay. And that's a ABV on each of them of... And that roughly works out, so you end up with about 5.9% for the um, ESB and 4.7 for the London Pride. Okay, and the the color of the beers, the ESB. Uh, ESB is as a color of about oh, I, can, I can never remember EBCs. It's about thirty two. Okay. Yeah, and London Pride is about twenty five. And and that's EBC or Love Bond. EBC. EBC. Okay, yeah. great. And the IBUs, the bitterness. Bitterness. Um, 35 for ESB and 33 for Pride. Um, the and the the batch size. This gets down to the oh. whole. Yeah, our, our fermentation size is 160 barrels standard um, size. Okay. And uh, again, the the way that your brewing process works, you basically use the same grist for each of these beers. Yes. And the, that grist is? Well, the grist for making uh, ESB and London Pride is 95% pale ale malt, standard pale ale malt, and 5% crystal. The colour of the crystal is about 150. Okay. And do you use... Uh, I, I read in your recent article with Jimergy, you use 
lots of different uh, maltsters, pale malts. Yes, we do. I mean, we buy to the same specification, right? Uh, but we buy from several different maltsters because we've had a long association with all our maltsters. So we buy from Munton and Fison's. We buy from Greencore, which used to be Paul's. We buy from Baird's. We buy from Simpsons. Uh, we buy from Thomas Fawcett's. Uh, who else do we buy from? I think we buy from every maltster. So it sounds like there's a variety of malts that are available to the American home brewer. Yeah, all so of them. If you buy standard pale ale, that is the one to use, and it doesn't matter who it comes from, whether it's Muntons or Simpsons. It is it is the same because we don't blend all six of them together in one. We maybe blend two together in a run. Okay. Yeah. So and sometimes it could be hundred percent. It doesn't matter to us. Simpsons malt is as good as Muntons. Is as good as Bear. Okay, and no other types of grains in the in the beers. Nope, there are no others. Okay, and do you do any water treatment? Yes, we do. We do um, standard burtonization technique, really, which is just the add addition of calcium sulfate. Little, it's in a, a, an acid solution, so there's a little bit of control of pH as well. But that's based on uh, analysis of incoming water. Okay, so it, it is variable, uh, but not by a lot. London. We do not use well water at Fuller's. Okay, we use standard London tap water, and that's because we're so close to the Thames that about the First World War, our wells were becoming more and more polluted and ceased to be fit for brewing. So we swung over gradually to use the town's water, and we changed that water to be the right water for that particular brew. Okay. Um... And in your mash process, we know uh, that you follow a party guile yeah. mashing process. We won't go through the detail of, of that here. We may have we have some detail of that maybe in a later show. Okay. Uh, but the mash temp, mash temperature, we would mash in. It's we mash our li- we have our liquor temperature at about seventy. It varies between sixty eight and seventy two through the year depending on the outside temperature and we would look for a mash temperature of 64 to 65 something like that okay and that mash time uh it takes about 20 minutes for us to mash in uh, through our steels masher and we allow it to stand for an hour okay one hour stand yeah. okay uh do you do a mash out where you elevate the the temperature no we do not okay it's one single um uh, mash temperature Okay, and then you start the sparge process? And yeah, we start running off first, we look at the runoff, we recirculate the runoff till it runs bright, then we start sparging and go forward into the copper. And the sparge temperature? Is sparge temperature is 76 degrees centigrade. Okay, and how long does that typically take? It takes, uh, in, when we do a full party gal, it takes 226 minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. They, I remember that because I actually commissioned it and we got it running and the best time we got was 2.26 and the computer runs it at 2.26 every time. Great. Okay, and then it, once it's run off into the copper then, um, how long is the boil time? The boil is one hour. We're looking for between a 7 and 8% evaporation. Okay. And the hop profile, first the, the bittering hops? Uh, the, the copper hop we use for bitterness is target, 100% target. And then we have a late copper hop, which is added two, minute, two three minutes from the end of boil. Uh, and that is uh, North Down and Challenger, mainly, uh, and a small percentage of goldings. Okay. About 10% goldings. Right. Okay, and... Uh, we then have a whirlpool for half an hour so okay. stand for half an hour while while the trub settles down before we start uh, transferring to fermenting vessel and we find that about 20% of the bitterness value comes from the dry hopping the late copper hopping ok, okay so 80% really from the first copper which is the copper up hop which is the target 20% from the late copper ok and then I think ESB is different in London Pride in whether hops are added yeah. after it goes into the fermentation yeah. vessel. In, in fermentation, we add hops uh, for dry hopping. Uh, we add hops to ESB in maturation. Uh, the beer is matured for four weeks before we bottle it. 
Uh, if it was a cask beer, we would add hops in the cask, but bottled beer does not get hops added in the in the bottle, right. of course. So we increase our dry hopping technique to compensate for that. Okay. Okay. So it's dry hopped in the two tanks, the fermenter and in the, in the maturation. And the primary fermentation temperature is um, well. We initially pitch in at 17 degrees centigrade. We allow it to rise to 20. We hold at 20 till it reaches about half gravity. And how long is that typically? Oh, it does uh, vary quite a bit depending on the beer. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, yeah. I, uh, I never really look at times. I only look okay. at gravities. But but it must take about eight, nine, ten hours to rise from 17 to hit 20. We hold at 20 uh, probably for about 30 hours. Chill back to 17, that takes three hours. We chill at a degree an hour. And then we hold till it hits about between a quarter and a fifth gravity. And then we chill it down to stop the fermentation. And we chill to six. To six, okay. And then how long does it stand at six before it's... Um, it will then have to stand for 24 hours at six minimum. More often than not, it stands for two days okay. before we pull the yeast off. All right. And then uh, it's ready for packaging at that no, point? No, then it's transferred to maturation vessel. Right. Where we warm mature it for at least two weeks. And warm mature for us is 10 degrees centigrade. Okay, for at okay. least two weeks. So it transfers out, it warms up as it transfers out. Uh, from 6 and we allow it to warm up to 10 during its warm conditioning we would then chill it to minus 1 and hold for a week ok then uh, and that is purely to chill proof it for bottling so they're not filtered or pasteurized no, uh, once it's at minus 1 been held there it is transferred through a filter ok and then it is uh, sent forward to Bright Bear Tank. After Bright Bear Tank, it is held there, analysed for carbon dioxide to make sure it's right. If it's too low, we add some um, CO2 to it, and then we forward it to bottling, where it goes through a flash pasteuriser first, and then it is bottled. Okay. So that we don't tunnel pasteurise, we flash pasteurise. Great. Okay, thank you, John. I think I, I think I have uh, all the information I need for these two beers, and okay. uh, I thank you for your time. My pleasure. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joes, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. This month, More Beer wants to introduce you to Ryan Bartow, head of customer service at More Beer. Working at More Beer means a lot to me. There's nothing better than being there where, where everything comes right in. It's a pretty fun job. Here are Ryan's top five More Beer innovations he can't brew without. Yeast starters. I like to use a 5,000 milliliter flask. Uh, of course, you can't do anything without star sand. Pro mash combined with a, a refractometer are always there on brew day. And then, of course, the inline thermometer. It's a new product we're releasing this month. All of Ryan's favorites are on sale this month only. Check out Ryan's picks right now at morebeer.com. Boy, my wish for the people that trust me is, is just that they make great beer as a result. Uh, I'd love to see everybody making a good beer that finishes out. Fermentation is what it really all comes down to. Hurry to morebeer.com for the best innovations and people in homebrewing. Morebeer.com. The cutting-edge equipment from Blickman Engineering is designed by brewers to make your brew day shorter 
more enjoyable, and to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put you're some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back to the challenge. Yeah, if you got kids, you know, you got little girls, you get the Mary, Mary Kate and Ashley the challenge. It's great, great DVD out there for those those uh, those folks with young young daughters. Yes, that's what I think that of when I hear the of challenge. Uh, that would be me. That would be you, of course. Was it was it uh, modern uh, skanky Mary Kate and Ashley no, Olsen or no. young? Yeah, we'd it was, be watching it was that. kind of in the transition period okay. where they, you, you could see they were going to start to do some some cocaine and uh, right and uh, you know dance skinny. naked on uh, police cars or something. I don't know because I'll watch the DVD now, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> but I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't watch the young one. You know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain cutoff, you know. <laughs> yeah. How young is too young? You, you, when you get back into the, you know, when they're about five years old, then it's a little, it right. starts getting a little touchy. Huh? If you have kids, then I understand, then you watch it for that reason. But I would only watch, like, <laughs> right. one made in the last couple of years. I see, I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, 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 you know, once you get you arrested. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Again. So, uh, during the break... Uh, we did a blind tasting of uh, the commercial example, and uh, uh, this was uh, Chad's uh, uh, challenge, and he uh, stepped up to the plate and brewed uh, his his uh, his clone. And we tasted him blind during the during the break there while you were listening to the interview. And let's see here. Let's start with uh, Randy, the more beer employee. <laughs> Speak into the microphone. Yes, Jamil, I'm here. <laughs> what do you think of these? You think these are clone, not clone? What's what's your assessment? Flat what's out. Your call? Uh, well, clearly the uh, Chad's Challenge beer is the uh, is a bit light in color. Uh, it's definitely got a much fresher hop character. You're to assuming it. the one with the uh, number one on it is yeah, the, number one. the challenge beer. Yes, yes, yes. I'm and making that th- assumption. The based, one with uh, the three is the. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead Roman and say that's the, the Fuller's. The Fuller's. ESB, ESB, there, okay. Yeah. The commercial example. All right. Yeah, much, much richer, more uh, deeper in color. All right. So clone, not clone. Uh, I'd have to say not cloned. Not cloned. All right. 
tasty? What's your take on it? Well, I, I would say not cloned as well. Uh, the What appears to be the Fuller's beer is uh, much more, um, especially in the aroma, more malty, more uh, English yeast sort of aroma. That's what you're kind of thinking about that beer. And Chad's beer, I'm getting uh, a little bit of like citrus, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of fruitiness in it. Uh, probably from the uh, so this is much more hop forward than the uh, than the uh, the real beer. The real beer is much more malt forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Justin. Pretty much identical to Tasty's assessment. First of all, yeah, the the and I want you know I want to ask you guys about this later. I'm sure you'll cover it, but the color is just way different. So first off, just being given the beer, you know, a lot of times we like to say, oh, if you gave me this beer, I I I, I wouldn't know it wasn't a Fuller's. But looking at these two beers, you certainly would know right off the bat that you weren't being given a Fuller's. So something happened there with the color difference. Um, but then flavor wise, I'm really just picking up the same things that Tasty said. A, a real uh, fruity. And uh, hop forward flavor with with beer number one, the lighter colored beer, mm-hmm. and then much more of that um, English yeast and malt flavored uh, character out of out of the other one. Like any of the fruit in three, to me, is more of a yeast character that I'm tasting, whereas in one, it, it seems yeah, more hops. hops character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So not cloned. All right. Well, and for me, I I like both beers. I think both are are well done, but. Um, yeah, I got to I got to say that they're they're different. I wouldn't call them cloned. The uh number 3, which we're assuming is probably the the Fuller's uh commercial example. It's got a a, a deeper crystal malt character to it and a little more color and um uh, less hop character. And then uh more of the base malt character seems to be coming out and on the uh the number 1 which we're assuming is a Chad's example. Uh, it's it's got a hoppier character to it, and it's missing kind of that expression of that that crystal malt. So uh, you know, it's a well brewed beer, and I actually like it. I could drink, you know, several pints of it. So you know, if you're pouring, I'm drinking. I like it a lot. Big too. empty glass right here. Uh, as, um, a, as 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 a pale ale or something, right? Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's a good pale ale. Yeah, a good biscuity pale ale. Yeah, it's really good if you put it there. <laughs> so, yeah, and I don't think Chad brews a bad beer, so that's probably why it's uh, it may not be cloned, but it's still a good beer. Uh, what do you think, Chad? What's not, uh, and which well, is which is the commercial example? Do we have it right? So you guys are right on. Okay, absolutely. And I'm I'm following you as as far as the details in the beer and what you're saying about it, yeah, the flavor yeah. profile. Absolutely. And uh, well, and and you, you had some challenges on this. Uh, you 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 were saying you tried to follow uh, that fermentation tough regimen. fermentation. And you know, I, when I heard that, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my god, I, I I don't know, I I would just, you know, if you're home brewing it, I would just start out at 17 and you know raise it to 20 and then just keep it steady and don't do all the up and down and all that stuff mm-hmm. um i think you'll find uh you know when you if you we're gonna have some firestone walker shows coming up and matt brindleson he's like 17 to 20 and then hold it steady <laughs> he doesn't go up and down all that stuff i think he's mm-hmm. just like 17 20 and they use essentially the fuller's yeast so uh, and I think you know he's he he really knows his stuff and turns out some great beer. So I don't think that restricts you from making this beer. Um, what else? Uh, so you also you also had to make some hop exchanges, right? That's right. I uh, couldn't get the north down, mm-hmm. um, which is in the recipe, the challenger mm-hmm. or the target. Right. Um, so EKG, and then we went with Willamette. Um, <laughs> And uh, I think you got the recipe in front of you there. Right. And some uh, Magnum. Magnum, yep. And then you went Goldings and the Northern Brewer and then uh, Willamette. And I think... Um, Usually, oh, no, no. Sorry. Wrong one. Uh, Magnum, <laughs> Goldings, Northern Brewer, Willamette, and then Goldings. Um, I think that um, if it were me, I would have gone... Pretty much just Goldings. Uh, the Magnum at the beginning, I would have gone with mm-hmm. the Northern. The Northern Brewer, I think, is kind of giving some of that f- uh, woody, fruity kind of character. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, would you? you know, how would you compare it to 
uh, Challenger or a North Down. I mean, the hops, I mean, the same lineage. I mean, it's just... Yeah. EKGs all the way. Again, I th- yeah, I think <laughs> if I, for me, I would have just gone EKG because I could okay. get them and I would have, I would have just gone because they're English and they mm-hmm. taste English. Mm-hmm. And I would have said, oh, I'll, 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 I'll slide through. Uh, well, let, let me give the uh, the recipe real quick. Uh, this is like all our recipes for the past four years plus, four and a half years. Uh, this is for six gallons at the end of the boil. Uh, you're starting your your uh, uh, gravity at that point is going to be ten sixty or fourteen point six seven Plato. Uh, SRM ten point four IBUs thirty four point seven using the Rager formula. This is a seventy percent efficiency and a ninety minute boil. You're going to uh, use uh, five point eight three kilograms of pale ale malt, a, a British pale ale like a crisp marisot or something like that. Ninety five percent of the grist. And then the other five percent is going to be a, a British crystal malt, point uh, three one kilograms or three hundred ten uh, grams. I think this is another difficulty you faced. Right. So you kind of had the cards, you know, stacked against you on this one. Uh, you didn't have access to a British uh, crystal malt. Uh, you want to use something like a Simpsons. You know that. You know everybody talks about the flavor that comes from that Simpsons crystal malt. Now our our sponsor, Northern Brewer, they have. The Simpsons Crystal Malts, the the whole line, which uh, are just fantastic. There's an incredible flavor that comes from those, and uh, I think that's part of the problem. You, you had to kind of punt and and go with, uh, you know, the 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 production schedule, the the recording schedule that we go up against, or the show schedule we go up against, required you to you know go with what you had, which was uh, Crystal Seventy, uh, a domestic Crystal Seventy, and you know I think that's part of it. Uh, that that impacted you as well. I think if you went with the British Crystal, a quality British Crystal, that would have given you a little more of that flavor and color. Uh, hops, 19 grams of uh, Target, 11% alpha acid, 60 minutes. 15 grams of Challenger, 7.5% alpha, 3 minutes. Uh, 15 grams of North Down, uh, uh, 8.5 alpha, 3 minutes. 3 grams of Goldings, uh, 4.75 alpha, three minutes, and then 21 grams Goldings, uh, 4.75 alpha for a dry hop, uh, and then yeast is uh, the Fuller's yeast, uh, White Labs uh, WLP002. Uh, I've lost my Y yeast equivalent chart here. Uh, the water they use, uh, you know, a, a fairly soft water, burtonized with uh, uh, calcium sulfate uh, gypsum. You start the ferment at 17C. Now, see, here's the thing that uh, they were talking about that we're not sure we would really do. Start the ferment at 17C, raise to 20C over 10 hours. When at half gravity, chill back to 17C and hold until one quarter to one fifth gravity. Chill to 6C and hold two days. Raise to 10C and hold at least two weeks. Hold up minus 1C for one week to chill proof. Should finish around 1010. I'd say start at 17C, raise to 20C, hold it there. And it should finish around ten ten. Frustrating fermentation. I got to tell you. You know, Chad put a, like you put a lot balls. of effort. You know, they're like, oh, I want to drive this fermentation. Nope, we got to stop. Yeah, it was just going and going, and it's like, wow, really? Stop it? <laughs> like, yeah, not stop I, it, but back off. It was, I, it was I, weird. I think on that, you know, fermentation. You know, you should have trusted yourself on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Shouldn't have pulled uh, out. See. Mash temp was uh, 148 uh, Fahrenheit, 60 degree, 60 minutes, and then uh, let's see. So um, that's the recipe, and then um, you know the other thing is. So I I, I think if you you went if you had um, uh, the British uh, crystal malt, and um, I think that would help. And the other thing would be. You know, this party gal brewing, we're going to do, you noticed, uh, if you're listening, that we have the London Pride and Fuller's ESB all in one. Well, the second show is going to be London Pride. Um, and one of the reasons that they're all kind of together is they do a party gal brewing. So they run off, do their first runnings, and that makes Fuller's ESB. And then they take another runnings, and they do um, uh, London Pride. And they may, they may actually... Um, 
kind of, you know, restir the mash and do that whole thing. We'll hear about that from Neil in the in the second show. He's going to give us a rundown on that. But I think going with first runnings, when you do a no-sparge beer, you get kind of a richer malt character and less tannins, and it really stands out. You you know, it's, it's, it's a fuller malt character, and I think we're all kind of picking up on that. So I think that's part of the thing. One of the things the requester was saying was... Um, you know, a friend has said that, oh, they are, they're adding some caramel syrup in, or I don't think so. I mean, maybe they maybe they could add something for color adjustment, but even that I doubt. I, I think this guy gave us full kimono. He just gave us the information. He, he doesn't care. He's given out the information before. He's not trying to hide anything. And I think that's the difference. I think it's the no sparge brewing. I think it's... The, the right kind, like the Simpsons, uh, uh, you know, 70 to 80 crystal malt. And I think it's, um, uh, you know, getting it to attenuate out uh, with the... And see, one one thing that may be different is, you know, the yeast they're using may be slightly different than the yeast we have, you know. Uh, so I think with the yeast we have access to, we, we should just ferment it out and and not do that other stuff. I think they may do that because of the cultures they're working with and maybe their strain is slightly different. So uh can you kind of my take on it. Just kind of talk about the no sparge first runnings. I mean, what does that mean to a, a home brewer? How how would we accomplish right. that? How would we do that? Okay. So you um uh you know, you 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 do your mash like normal and you can actually go with uh you know, a slightly different uh, grist to water ratio. And then just run it all out into the kettle. So a higher water content? You can go higher if you need. Uh, you can go lower. Uh, what you'll do is, you know, you'll you'll run out however much into the kettle. And, um, you know, you're going to be doing two batches of beer. So you have more malt in there, more grain in there. And you'll run out this, you know, the th- thick portion. And then you can add some water to it to get to your final volume and gravity that you're looking for. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. In the kettle. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Just top off. Yeah. More, you can add more to the mash and then run it out to get to that volume. You know, it depends on what you're targeting. Um, you don't want to add too much water because then you're essentially kind of sparging and you're defeating the purpose, I guess. But we'll hear more about that from, from Neil in the second show. Okay. All right. Uh, any other comments about this beer or... Or the process? Anything else uh, you ran into, uh, Chad? That uh, absolutely everything was pretty straightforward. I had a really good recipe to work with. Uh, I, I think the fermentation was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a lot of the characteristics along with that malt. So okay, yeah, right. no. All we'll right, give it another shot. Yeah. Well, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll we'll wrap up uh, uh, our information about uh, Fuller's ESB. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time Brewers! When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia. Yo, this era jerky. All the beers is murky. What ho, friends? A male alewife. I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah! No, sir! Please, wait! Just a moment! Aye! A package from the future? From Northern Brewer. Use the Pilsner malt, my good man! And the Sats Hop, sucker! They ain't noble like Queen Victoria, but you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria. Let your war caramelize and let Melanodins harmonize in a long boil. Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil. Who? And use it thou some bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty-ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, Brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we dead. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Calling all homebrewers. Entries for the Samuel Adams Longshot American Homebrew Contest are due May 17th through May 28th. There's still time to get your beers entered. 
This year, the Homebrew Contest is all about Category 23, specialty beers. So start being creative and brew up a beer that doesn't fit into any of the traditional BJCP-style categories. Let your creative juices flow and enter your Category 23 Homebrew. Here's your chance to have your beer brewed, packaged, and nationally distributed in the 2011 Longshot Package. And four finalists will be awarded a trip to the 2010 Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado, where Samuel Adams will announce the winners. Visit SamuelAdams.com for all the details. Get your bottles in by May 28th. And as always, the entry fee is free. The Samuel Adams Longshot American Homebrew Contest. This year's Longshot could be all yours. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. Mother White Labs. It's all in the vial. You will what you feel like. Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it tasty. I think that was Ashley Olsen. Yeah, <laughs> in the challenge. Those twins. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was uh, Mary Kate or Ashley. Oh, I know. You know the yeah. difference. <laughs> you have the preference. You tell, tell by smell or yeah, think, taste? S- smell it from here. <laughs> Skanks. Oh, please. I still remember them as those innocent little children. Uh, Randy, the um, more beer employee... Uh, uh, brought a uh, a uh, ESB that uh, they brewed from uh, Brewing Class Styles. They changed the yeast, but uh, that's really well done. That's a good ESB. Thank you very much. It's moving on the second round, right? Yeah, and uh, in ordinary bitter as well as special bitter, actually. Yeah, it's way too big for an ordinary bitter. I don't know why. It's tasted good to them. Well, it's you know well fermented, well done. Yeah. So they're probably like, well, all right. Then they gave it what a third as an ordinary bitter, and correct. And then a first is an ESB, right? Yeah, it's it's too much, way, way too much for an ordinary bitter. Uh, you know, unless they had no other really well brewed beers, I would have <laughs> I would have kicked it. Um, uh, and and this is you know you find this in brewing classic styles, and then uh, what you, you went with uh, 005 instead of 002, or I did. It gives a little cleaner profile, and it's also the house yeast of my local brewery. I can get nice, fresh, oh, big go. pitches of. Well, yeah, and that's what you want in a, in a British beer: clean, you know, no fruitiness, right? <laughs> uh, my you, know, you might try the uh, ten fifty six or oh uh, one. That'll even get you even closer to that that goal. I think it still has a, a distinct nutty characteristic. Yeah, yeah. Nutty is you talking and then not having your mouth near the microphone. That's that's what's nutty. I thought this guy was on the air before. Just, just once. Just once. And I think I insulted him the whole time, so he's he's, okay. he's forgotten the whole thing. He's he's, he's mic shy at this <laughs> yeah. point. Okay. Okay. Poor right. guy. Well, I still like him. He's a good guy. All right. So uh you know one of the other interesting things ESB related is I can't remember what country now, all of a sudden. I don't know, my beer-addled brain. But some guys in Europe, you know, uh, they are, they've gotten together like this this uh, group of, of guys, home brewers. Uh, they, like 30 of these guys, they are brewing uh, this uh, ESB, rest, Fuller's ESB resin. They're going to have like a clone off. Nope. 
and see which one of them who can get the closest to the uh, the clone recipe. So I told them to go ahead and record, uh, you know, the discussion and the the final thing, and maybe we'll get a chance to play it. If we do a rebrew of this, we'll, we'll we can use that on that segment. So it'll be kind of cool. They're doing their tasting on, I believe, May twenty third. So uh, I'm I'm curious to see if any of them uh, do well cool. with it. I gave them the details. They were like, oh, you know, we need they need like months to source the exact ingredients, and they were they, they seemed like on a mission to do this. So uh, good. That, that, that should be cool. I'm, and you've I'm said a lot of it. folks have tried to brew this, uh, yeah. clone it, and it's right. just tough. Yeah, many many people have tried to brew this and. That's why they start thinking, oh, no, they must use some secret ingredient that they're not telling us about. And I think it's just, well, it's part process, and, uh, you know, it's, it's tricky. It's a, it's a tricky beer. It's a, you know, it's a great quality beer. It takes, uh, you know, it takes uh, some of these fine details make the difference, and, uh, you know, a special brewing process. So, all right. Any chest questions from the chat room? or uh, I have chest questions, yeah. <laughs> you got any chest questions? What about those twins? That's your ass. <laughs> I always do. Um, it tastes you're starting to sport a pair of twins there yourself. Uh, <laughs> get the hands off me. Put, put it, <laughs> you need a man's ear or a bro? Uh, <laughs> well, I kind of wish I had more tit, less gut. All <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I hate it when my gut gets bigger and not my tits. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really hate women am. like that. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I draw a line and go, oh, well, bad you know, line. I'm bad with line. you, Tasty. Be- because, bad line. because you can you can put up with uh, you know uh, some junk, some big ones yeah, as long not. as they got some big ones. Exactly. You know they they get big and then you know the top stays really tiny. It's like, well, look, I I you know right. I'm not getting the the full benefit of uh, yeah. You got to pay too big. As price. long as they're growing proportionally. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's when they grow disproportionately that it starts Almost, being yeah. a... Yeah, it's like, eh. Start looking like a wheelbarrow. It's <laughs> <laughs> awful. Well, when they talk about you know things going wrong, they talk about them going pear-shaped. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what we mean. Things have gone pear-shaped. <clears throat> All right. A couple of things from the chat. Uh, one is uh, a lot of, um, uh, of of good words about Neil and his interview. They yeah, really yeah, I heard it. enough about Neil and his interview abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Uh, all right. Good for Neil. <laughs> yeah. I agree. And let's see. A couple of questions. Uh, creepy Kolsch in the forum. Um, and maybe you'll do this as we're, we're going to do the other show. But he, he wanted to know the... He wanted you to contrast a little bit the difference between the two styles of the beers, the ESB mm-hmm. and the London Pride, since it was all covered in the one interview. Um, what, are, what are the major differences? I don't know if you just want to wait to do the next show or answer that for him now. Oh, we'll cover it in the next show. Okay. Uh, two Dogs uh, is in the chat, and he, he wants to know why the 90-minute boil um, with the pale ale malt. Is that for color, or, or why did they do a 90-minute boil? I, I don't know. We'll hear from Neil, and he'll... Fill us in. Okay, um, that's a party guile thing for the next one. Yeah, no okay. last meal. Did they they say they did a ninety minute boil, or is that just what's on this recipe? Uh, that's what I two actually, dogs heard. You didn't? Did you give out? Uh, I gave. I gave ninety minutes. Yeah. You did. Well, and that's when the printout. See, I actually left all my paperwork at home mm-hmm. before driving down here. So, um, so you don't know if these but, are accurate or not. But it says ninety minutes. So okay. uh, yeah, usually I have a you know a list of notes that I go with. Uh, okay. All right, we'll save that one for Neil. Uh, it's coming up next show. And the last thing that was being discussed in the chat room was about Crystal 150, and a lot of people being surprised that there is a Crystal 150. Mm-hmm. Is that a European color measurement, or will we have Crystal 150 in our shop, too? Uh, yeah, uh, Northern Brewer. Yeah, same uh, thing. Simpsons uh, Dark. Okay. It's, it's like a 150 Love Crystal Malt. It's a British crystal. Got it. Yeah. All right, that's it from the chat. Cool. Well, and one thing about... Uh, Malts. Now, when you're listening to somebody in Europe talk about malt color, a lot of times they're talking EBC. They're not talking Lovabond, which is what we use here in the U.S. That's what they meant. That they and, right. and that's my question too. So, right. So it, when somebody says, "Yeah, it's about 150 EBC," uh, they're talking it's like 80 Lovabond. Okay. So then is so is Crystal 80. 150 Crystal. 70 over here? Right. That's what it is? Well, yeah, 7580. 
That's what I'm looking for as right. a title when I go look for. Right. Oh, okay. Well, you need so. to know the units of measure that they're they're discussing because they're different. Okay. EVC is sort of close to twice what Lovabond is. Okay. So you need to be very careful. It's not exactly the same, and it so but and there's calculators out there on the web, but like uh, on the Nugni. Uh, <laughs> Better than I do. Um, you know, he was talking to EBC, and you know you have to you have to know that you have to ask. You know, is that EBC? Is that a, you know? Are we talking SRM, Love Bond? You know, uh, depends on what what the measurement is. Okay, know? it's like grams and ounces. It's like which one? Uh, you know, makes a big difference. Got it. All righty. Well, that's it. I think, uh, Chad, I think you did an excellent attempt. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't cloned, but, uh, you know, you'll, you'll knock it out of the park on, on the next one. And uh, I'm looking forward to drinking all your, your failures as well as your successes. <laughs> I got no problem Absolutely. with that. And coming up, we got uh, the next show in this series. It's going to be the uh, London Pride, which we're going to hear from Neil Spake about... Uh, uh, the party gal process and some other things about his tour of the uh, the Fuller's Brewery. So I'm looking forward to that one. That one's going to be good. If you get a chance, uh, I want you to go by the northernbrewer.com website. Go by there. Check out all the good stuff they got. We've been talking about all these Simpson Simalts, uh, which you need to brew these kinds of beers. They've got them. Go check that out. Uh, check out the forums. Send them an email. Tell them you appreciate that they, they sponsor the show. They sponsor the Brewing Network. They've been very, very good to us. Uh, as a matter of fact, when uh, I go out there uh, for the uh, Homebrewers Conference, they are going to have a little shindig on uh, Tuesday just before the conference. And uh, I hope to see you there. Until later, Bruce Strong. And often.